Welcome to the Poe Politicking Show. Founded in 2008, Poe Politicking is a hip-hop meets self-help brand. With each interview, we teach the babies and share success secrets with you, the listener. Past guests of the Poe Politicking Show include Yo Gotti, Currency, MC Light, BG, Dead Press, Rashida, Project Pat, and more. We also showcase the future upcoming stars of hip-hop. Subscribe on iTunes and get automatic updates of each podcast episode. Popolitikin.com. What's up? This is Tope, and you're listening to Popolitikin, champagne from our real friends. Check, check. This feel like Cali in the summertime. Yeah, I used to ride that number nine. Now I'm trying to get my numbers right. I write a song and catch another flight. I'm headed home for a week though. You want a net like a freak though. I show respect, that's the G code. Paid in full on my Marico. Jordan 1 and some denim jeans. Front and hard, that's a penalty. I just do what come no energy. No energy, no energy. I swear I know that's how it's meant for me. I know that path in the same way where you, you know you can say like, well it must be hard. Why don't you try this? I look at it the opposite way. Like I know where that is. That's how I know I be the one though. Teaching lessons over drums though. That's how you know I always kept it real. I got the money, never sweat the deal. That's how you know I'm down to represent. represent. Say it loud, fuck the president. FDT. That's how you know I really came up. came up. You still riding with your chain tucked. That's how I know you might be fake as hell. Fake as hell. Fall back, you gotta take the L. Take the L. And that's how you know I did it though. Did it though. Real life, this ain't no video. My love for the music really insert this That's really all it is. The ghost, right? <laughs> hey, that's a good model. Hey, hey, what's up? Hey, we need some uh, middle-aged white dudes up in here. Are you gonna take it on there? Come on, take a picture. Are you ready? Yeah. Oh, One, two, three. Just kidding. That was a video. That's how I know. That's how I know. That's how I know now. That's how I know. That's how I know. That's how I know now. That's how I know. That's how I know. That's how I know now. And if it goes down, we got that four pound. That's how I know. That's how I know. That's how I know. Welcome back to PolePolitikin.com, your home for self-help meets hip-hop. Make sure you download our app on Apple 
I don't know what they call it now. I think they call it Apple Podcast. They changed it. It's not iTunes no more. It's Apple Podcast, uh, Mixcloud, Stitcher, wherever. I'm now politicking my homie Tope. How you doing, bro? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm great, man. So I want you to talk about your background a little bit. Let us know your hometown, where you're from. Uh, I'm originally from Portland, Oregon. Um, I live down here in Oakland, California now. But uh, yeah, born and raised in Portland uh, for about, um, I moved like two years ago. So, yeah, man, just been a steady, like, always been a fan of the music scene up there. And then um, started putting out my first album in uh, 2010 up in Portland. And then ever since then, just been kind of climbing through the ranks of the scene up there in Portland in the Northwest, you know, consistently putting out music and, and stuff like that. So how's Oakland working out for you? I heard Oakland kind of like the hood or something. Bro, it's been it's been a very difficult transition. Like I'm not even gonna lie, it, just going from like a small city to a major market and trying to do music is just a lot of change for me. And um, I was kind of used to being like a big fish in a small pond in Portland, and everyone knowing who I am. And then moving down here and like having that transition of people not knowing who you are, and basically having to like restart over as like an unknown rapper in a different market, definitely a challenge. And then just the challenge of, of the San Francisco Bay area market com- uh, compared to Portland, just not getting on the shows that I would use to get on or, or like make the money that I was making in Portland. So it's kind of like a, re- a refresh button, but it, you know, it, it, I also humbled myself a lot and learned a lot about myself in the last like two years and kind of just, you know, um, took it back to realizing that I have to, I really have to work and, and, and humbling myself to work almost like a, a, a SoundCloud rapper or a struggle rapper, you know, like just reach out to people. If I have to ask them to, you know, watch my video or check out my album, don't be afraid to do certain stuff like that. When in Portland, I was just like, it was all just going to come to me type of thing because I was like one of the bigger artists in there. So it's, it's made me work a lot harder and has been a challenge. I've learned a lot about myself, like as a musician and just personally, you know, like growing, growing and maturing in the last two years. So what influenced you to get into the music industry? Man, just, I think it's something like in my family blood, like I come from like a really strong uh line of musicians like everyone in my family plays uh two to three instruments and my mom was like a professional ballet dancer and my family's just like super creative um but me and my sister were kind of like not so much the black sheep but my mom just didn't have the money that the rest of my family did to put us in like um lessons and stuff like that so I was really late into getting into music but I was always a fan like was always just crazy music was always like part of my life but I was way more into sports until um probably like my junior year in high school and once I basically like once I got cut from my basketball team I kind of found music as a hobby and then when I was 19 my mom passed away and um it was just kind of like a something that I used as like a therapy thing, you know, like the first couple months, uh, the only thing I could really do to not think about that because my mom, it kind of just, she just passed away one day Well, she was, she had a drug addiction, but she just died like, you know, out of the blue. So it was really a tragic thing. And, um, for the few first few months, the only thing I could really do to not think about that was, was make beats or do music. So, 
after that, I just really started to kind of take it serious, like, because my mom had always really influenced me to do music. And, you know, even if I would just show her like a little mess around song, she was she really encouraged me to pursue that if that's what I wanted to do. So I don't know, that was kind of like a turning point in my life where I was like, man, maybe this is something I want to do more professionally or take it more serious type of thing. So that was really kind of my early motivation. Who would you say your your top five favorite rappers are? Man, that's a good question. Um, probably, uh, I would say Dom Kennedy is probably not, like. Or are we going current or all time? You current? Current. Okay, currently, probably say um, Dom Kennedy, Drake, Kendrick Lamar. Um, I'm gonna throw out a local cat, just who's a new favorite of mine. This cat in Oakland, Elijah, who's really dope. Um, and five, I'm gonna just throw in Andre 3000 because he's the best anyway. So he's he'll, he's always current to me, even if he doesn't put out new music. And then you was talking about I heard actually heard that new song you got and you got Dom on the. It's like one of his interview samples. So why you like Dom Kennedy so much? I just like I don't know for um Dom has always been an artist for me that I felt like I could kind of model my success after like he's a he's an artist that has been able to maintain his brand over the years and never like sold out like I had always read interviews that he had a chance to like sign to Rick Ross or sign to MMG which I thought at the time could have really catapulted his career but he turned down a lot of those major label deals to just do his own thing and I think he's done a great job of like branding himself as a as an indie artist that's that's just real you know like I listen to his music and I can like believe it and there's not like any fakeness to it and I just I just appreciate how he's like you know he's not like Macklemore Chance the Rapper big but he's able to to do his thing and like tour and make money and be be an independent artist and um I don't know that's just always someone I've like kind of looked at as an influence for an independent artist like myself just on the grind and like hope to one day I could get my fan base up to that level as far as like you know being able to throw out a t-shirt and sell it or being able to throw out a single and sell it and make money or go on tour stuff like that like I just like the way he's carried himself over the years and stayed true to him his brand man what do you feel that you add to the hip-hop culture um, I think just like a perspective, uh, like honesty and rawness and like, um, just trying not to be something that I'm not like trying to give an honest perspective of my life. Like I always try to, um, you know, like talk about something that people can relate to, or maybe someone else has gone through, but they don't know, uh, don't have the outlet or, or, you know, I haven't really, like, put those feelings into word, something like that. You know, like, I feel like, for me, I kind of represent the underdog and the people that have been, like, counted out in a way as far as just, um, you know, I had to, like, really grind to get where I'm at today and everything I had. I really had to, like, work work super hard for it. So I think, like, I, I kind of represent for those people. All right. Yeah, I know you got an EP dropping, so I just want you to talk about your current projects. What you could Yeah, my EP actually just dropped yesterday. Um, Something's Gotta Change. It's a six-song EP, um, just under 25 minutes, uh, produced by Stuart Villain in Portland, and also the homie Zach Stryer, who did the uh, How I Know single. 
Um, we got some live trumpet on there from Farnell Newton. Basically, it's kind of a collection of songs that were meant for my next full-length album, but um, I had my laptop stolen in January at a show. I lost a bunch of files. I basically lost all the music files that I had done in the last five years. So these were six songs that I kind of um, felt like resurrecting and bringing the project back because I didn't want it to die just because... I felt like there were songs that were still good and, and they also represented a period of time in my life with my move and transition and everything. So kind of resurrected those six songs, put them into an EP. Um, it was meant like I was supposed to be leaving for my Europe tour on Monday. So it was all supposed to kind of line up, but my then my tour got pushed back. So I kind of had the album already sent to uh, my distribution and everything. So it was already kind of in motion, then I found out about the tour, so uh, we're just trying to make the best of, of the situation right now, but uh, you know, it's been one thing after another with this EP, but for me, it's like, I kind of have to put this one out just to move on, like I'm already focusing on a new project that's self-produced, and I was like, I just have to put out, I can't let another summer go by without putting out a project, and... But I was say, how did that feel, like losing all your music and stuff, you said like five years worth of music? It was like one of the worst days, like other than probably the day I found out my mom passed away. It was like one of the worst days because I was on stage at a show and someone had went backstage and I had like a backpack. I had foolishly had, had brought my uh, Gucci backpack out and left it in my merch box backstage and there was a ton of people, this, the venue just didn't have very good security, there was a ton of people backstage who weren't supposed to be backstage, so when I get off stage, um, and I'm like an opening act for for another group or whatever, and so when I get off stage, my whole box is, is gone, basically, my laptop, backpack, car keys, every, basically it was like a rapper starter kit, so it was like the worst <laughs> feeling ever, um, because I didn't have my music, uh, backed up and also my computers you know how i you know basically how i make all my money is freelance and writing and doing all sorts of stuff so it was crazy and it was at a point in time where i was kind of questioning whether or not i wanted to continue being a rapper you know kind of going through the struggle like we had talked about earlier with transitioning to the bigger city and just kind of being like man is this for me is this what i want to continue to do yada 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 and then getting my laptop stolen i was like man is this god's way of just telling me just to step away and do something else you know but it ref again it was like another refreshing moment like i had to use it as a as a moment of positivity and kind of uh hit refresh and like realize how much i love music and like how much i can't be without it you know like not having a laptop to be able to make music for like two months was the hardest thing ever um so yeah, that was that was a tough one. That was a tough one for sure. So what are your interests outside of music? <laughs> um <laughs> I sports, I guess. Like I'm in, you know, like I'm into definitely into basketball and football. Um man, yeah, like music music is pretty much my life. I'm not going to lie. I'm I'm hella into uh this is kind of funny, but I hella am into uh uh thrift shopping like vintage like goodwills and um 
uh, garage sales and shit like that. Like, I just like going to find old sports gear and, like, old polo stuff and random. Like, I'm, like, a Goodwill hunter on the side. That's, like, my... That's what I do when I'm, like, stressed out. If I'm having, like, a day of all emails or, like, I'm, like, man, I'm just about to go. I'm about to go hit some hit some vintage stores real quick and see if I can find something crazy. So what's, like, the best thing you found? Um... Probably I found this Clyde Drexler uh, Dream Team jersey when I was back in Portland. And that was just dope to me just because it was like Clyde and the, the 92 Dream Team. Uh, but I don't know if I found some, some random Jordans, some random polo stuff. But, uh, yeah, that Clyde is probably my, my my most favorite. Portland had the dope thrift. Like, people would just give away all types of crazy stuff. Like, the thrifting in Portland super, super, super fresh. All right. What do you see your career five years from now? Man, that's a good question. Um, you know, if I'm still doing music, I would like to to say that things are just getting bigger and better. The fan base is increasing. Um, I see myself also maybe like transitioning more into some sort of a management position, some sort of like, you know, a producer role. I feel like it's kind of only you only have so many chances as a rapper when people are going to take you take you serious you know it's kind of like a three strikes you're out type of thing and and not that I feel like I'm my time is coming to an end but for myself it's like how much longer do you want to be uh you know trying to break through like how much how many years can you be an artist uh up and coming artist something like that so if I'm still doing music I think that everything has been improving like I don't think I've taken steps back but um, I also see the need and I see the the void in the management position for a lot of artists I know because a lot of artists are dope, but they don't know what they're doing, basically. Yeah. I would say, what is your definition of breaking through? Like, what, are you, what, is, that, what is that? Um, I think just having, like, a national audience, being able to to fund all your endeavors as far as like shooting music videos and being able to put out creative stuff, being able to tour. I think maybe just having a, a fan base that sustains your art, you know, that where you're able to um, put out things and make money and reinvest in yourself from, from your art and, and being on those national audiences, you know, whether it's uh, playing festivals touring across the across the country or or being on some national publications just just elevating it you know i think right now i'm kind of in this weird transition spot from like i'm trying to make the jump from a local rapper to like a national rapper like one that's bigger on a national scale and it's just it's it's a hard transition to make because it's easy to be a big dog in your city but then going can you do it in another city like i can sell out a show in portland but can I sell out a show in Austin, Texas? You know, like that's the real measure to me is like, it's easy to be popping in your hometown. If you're not, if you rap and you're not popping in your hometown, there's a problem. It's like whether or not you can go do it outside of your city. If, if you get off the plane and people know who you are outside of your town, that's, that's like the success to me. So that's what I've been working on. It's been hard. It's been a challenge for sure. What advice would you give to a new artist? Have thick skin. Don't take things personal. Um, don't come into the industry looking uh, for other people to like, you know, give you something that you're missing, like love. Like you have to love yourself before you come in the industry because 
people are going to try and tear you down and and tell you that you can't do it at every corner. There's going to be there's going to be doubters at every corner and every step of the way. So if you're if you put on blinders, believe in yourself and and love your music and love yourself then you're one step ahead cuz cuz people a lot of people start to lose when they start to doubt themselves and when they start to listen to the haters and that's speaking from my own personal experiences like if you can put on blinders not pay attention and just go for it good things are going to happen but when you start slowing down when you start listening to what the naysayers have to say that's when you let that negativity creep into your mind so have thick skin don't take things personal and just keep going for your goal if you really believe in in yourself and and your music all right, now I want you to share a life hack with us. So something you use in your life that helps it out dramatically. People might not know about. Mm. <laughs> honesty, man. Just honesty is the best policy. Uh, try and be as clear and as honest as you can with people. And if you can't say something, just say no. Like whatever it is with music, with relationships, with your job, it's like honesty wins. That's one thing. I've just, you know, had to learn the hard way, mainly with, like, relationships in my life, with, like, the women in my life. Just just be honest. Like, the, and most of the time, it's going to make everything easier. But with music, too, like, there's a lot of people that do things they don't really want to do, and it makes it bad for people in the end. It's like, if you're just honest with yourself from the jump, no, I don't want to jump on this song. I don't want to do this verse. Then it's going to make it easier for everyone in the in the long run. But if you're lot you know if you're like oh yeah let's do it but you don't really want to do it it just ends up hurting everyone else you know everyone else gets hurt by like people not being honest so all right what would you like to say all your fans people that have been supporting your career so far man shout out to every single one of my fans out there supporters like i don't have the biggest fan base but i have some really dedicated fans a couple people who have been rocking with me for like you know eight or nine years which is crazy to say but um just thank you to anyone out there that's ever taken the time to help me get one step further in my career or taking the time to listen to my music or blog my music or interview me whatever like that all that shit all that stuff matters and is like important to me like I will never be one of those artists that's too big to say thank you like I really try and take the time to connect and like say thank you to everyone and and make sure that they know that they're appreciated because that shit means a that stuff means a lot i don't know if i can cuss on this yeah you can cuss you good uh that means a lot especially for artists in my position like man the shares and the organic the organicness that that's the most important thing to me more important than like you know any sort of blog or check or anything like that just just that people you know are connected and feel good about the music and is social media important to you yeah it is it's kind of um it's like that it you know it has its pros and cons it is important because you can see how quickly people the music can get to people like when something's dope it really moves fast like this girl the other day from portland put up a video of her rapping world star posted it and i don't even know she got like forty thousand followers overnight and like real people that are like commenting checking out her stuff and it's like when it works it really works but then there's also the other side of like the facade that people put up on social media like i would say instagram kind of 
ruined a lot of people's life. Like it like made people just live for Instagram. Some people just can't like see outside of that. That what I, what I don't like about it, man, it's like people can't even go out to enjoy themselves. You worry about recording yourself. That shit's stupid to me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like I'm kind of like caught in between those. Like I know that I have to use social media and I'm on my social media, but I'm not necessarily like I want to record everyone and put the camera in my face. I'm like, yeah. I'm like old, just old enough, I think, to be like eh, still pretty corny to me, but I know I have to do it. Like, like I don't even really like talking on my Instagram, but I know I have to do it because I have fans out there, and that's what people do. So, you know, it's it's forever that challenge of keeping up with the current trend, but also staying honest to yourself and not like selling out to be like this is my image, you know, like so strict to your image or whatever, like, but it's hard. It's, it's really hard to find that balance as an artist. Cause you know, you want everything to look right, but then you also want to be real with people too. So yeah, what's your favorite uh, platform you like to use on social media? Probably Twitter, just cause I have, that's the one that like booms for me the most as far as like interaction stuff like that. Um, I like IG, but there's like, there's just too many thirst traps. I don't know with the algorithm. I must have liked too many booty pics or something because I have just way too many <laughs> IG models in my in my uh, algorithm. But uh, Instagram is cool. I kind of feel like Instagram is like people just click like and don't really pay attention. So Twitter is kind of like I know people are listening and give me a little bit more feedback. Facebook is dry. Like I'm terrible at Facebook. I don't know. I need like a. I need a Facebook guru to come help me out because my Facebook is trash. Yeah. So uh, yeah, Twitter probably. All right, man. I want to say thank you for coming through politics with me. Yo, man. Thank you for all the support. I've been seeing you for a couple couple years now, showing showing all the support. So I I super appreciate you. Right, no doubt. Po the Popolitikin Show is brought to you by Audible. With over 180,000 titles to choose from, Audible is great for any continuous learner wanting to grow and expand their knowledge and insight. Go to www.audibletrial.com slash P-O-Audio and get an audiobook of your choice free with a 30-day trial. After the trial, your paid membership will begin at $14.95 per month. With your membership, you will receive one credit every month, good for an audiobook on Audible. Cancel before your trial ends and you will not be charged. So go to www.audibletrial.com slash P-O-Audio and download a free book by Tony Robbins, Grant Cardone, Napoleon Hill, Les Brown, Damon John, and more. Always remember that knowledge is power.